0: Hello and welcome to the 18th podcast of Edition VFO. My name is David Kellett and I will be speaking to Isidora L. Lethe today. Isidora L. Lethe is a transdisciplinary artist whose work spans different media in between performance, choreography, drawing, printing and sculpture. Isidora Lethe conceived three new works for our current exhibition Staging the Ordinary. The series of monotypes and intaglio prints is titled Several Glow X, Y and Z. It is concerned with questions of body, movement and space. Thus, we will be talking about how the body and space making are central to the practice of Isidora Lethe and how sensuality can be translated between different media. Hello Isidora. So you have created three new works for our current exhibition, Staging the Ordinary. These were the second series of printed work that you did in intaglio printing. Could you tell me a bit more about your work in general and what it means for you to translate your work in printing?
1: In general, in my work, I think of the body as a locus of knowledge, archive that each person can access that hosts sedimentations of kind of different knowledge layers that um, i like to mobilize in my work and i like to mobilize it in my work in transdisciplinary means so my work is usually quite specific to site and kind of research heavy i guess uh, or, or invested in research of sight or and of specific body and finds kind of its home in um, drawings that I think of as scores or notational systems for movement or time-based work. And then also choreographies that lead to interventions or performances, but also other installational works consisting of sculptures and so on. So like I work really transdisciplinarily. And for this series, Uh, For this exhibition, I created the three prints titled Several Slash Glow X or Several Slash Glow Open Bracket X, Several Slash Glow Open Bracket Y and Several Slash Glow Open Bracket Z. And the way I was kind of approaching that was not thinking about site in specific. It was kind of like a meta work, I guess, in like thinking about how I work with body knowledge. And so I was thinking about three different layers that relate to each other and can be thought of as overlaying each other, but also can be thought of as kind of individual layers in themselves.
0: You were talking about site and site and installation. So you always work with space in a way. and space is something, in which the work, if the body is involved, is quite ephemeral. So if we go over to print, the space is very limited. Mm-hmm. So you have already a predetermined space of the plate where you have to kind of locate the movement within it. How do you approach this differently to your work that you do? Because you mentioned sites or installations. So Where are the differences and where are possibly things that you can transfer from your work within a larger space to this very confined space in two dimensions in print?
1: I love working with parameters always because I think parameters actually allow for exploration or you know freedom within the parameters, right? So, like when I work with performers, I work with very kind of dry score or dry parameters. And so with the plate, it's kind of similar. Like I cheat by like kind of zooming out and zooming in, in the way that I conceptualize the work. So as any space is given and confined, not only architecturally or historically, but also in personal relation or, you know, through physicality and all of that, the plate is no different. So I just kind of could translate that quite seamlessly in a way, thinking about it as a field. And within that, a field that makes intervention possible or kind of thinking about motion.
0: And you were talking about performance and performances. If you do performance, you always have performers who are carrying the performance out or are you sometimes also part of the performance and where is the difference between conceptualizing a performance work for example and uh, drawing or like printmaking which is kind of not ephemeral it's ephemeral in the idea but then it's permanent on paper in a way
1: yes it's also something that i'm teaching right now so like i so first of all no i don't perform myself I love working with other people and create temporary communities and I think this is one of the powers that art production actually has. So I love bringing people together for one aspect of my work, and mobilize and also uh, kind of value those, those knowledges of the body that I claim are a priori already there, like it's nothing that has to be kind of constructed but it's already there and I just think of it as wanting to provide some space to actually access that knowledge the difference for me between drawing and a score, and that's why I make this kind of linguistic difference, is that a score implies a motion to come, or an action to come, or a sound to come, or, right, like something ephemeral to come, and is somehow hinged on 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 these notational or score-like layers. There's this uh, dance theorist that I just discovered not too long ago, her name is Laurence Loupe, and what I really love about how she thinks about that and it's helped me a lot is to think of the scribe of dance or of the body as something unsuccessful. It's like unsuccessfully universalized. It fails in its legibility. And I think abstraction opens up a lot of space and and provides kind of possibilities of reflection but also meeting. But also it's a modest scribe. It's like something that is often just notational or a scribble, right? Like it's nothing that's kind of unified. And so I've been kind of gearing my work more as I'm conceptualizing the work into taking the aspect of the notation seriously as well. So as the knowledge of the body is often neglected, I I just like to deneglect, I guess, the notational scribe as drawing. So like it kind of I'm like playing there with those categories, I guess, and kind of moving between them.
0: By score, like is the work completely ephemeral? or what is then, let's say, the materiality, or is it completely immaterial?
1: I always try to create several access points to the work. As it is abstract and conceptual, it can be quite challenging, right? Like there's always the conflict with how much text to read before one can enter a work and so on. So I try to really create works that are kind of engageable on multiple levels. And with that, materially as well. So I care for the live performance to generally happen only once and in that one place. That's how it's been so far. I mean, not sure if it will stay like this forever, but so far, that's the consistency. But then at the same time, as I've been living in the States and being here and like always had this kind of transnational approach, I guess, also to like how I think of the people I work with, but also who I work who I'm in imaginary conversation with as well. I always film the work when it's performative. Sometimes I overlay text of the research that is often poetic, it's not scientific language or anything like that. To each work there's video as well if there is performance because I think video allows for a different kind of looking but also it allows for people who can't be present in this place or moment to visit or revisit the the work itself. But then, no, I also create sculptures, very material works, often uh, using clay, which is very much kind of about this recording ephemerality through touch. But yeah, drawings have been very material aspect of my work.
0: And drawings are in the sense of preparatory or in the process also of the work or also in digesting the work or following up with the performance like How is the drawing entangled with?
1: The drawings are generally kind of a conceptual step. So they happen in advance. So I think of them as text or different textual layers and how different textual layers interact intertextually. So that's how I think about media in general. So I feel very kind of freely uh, translatable in different kinds of media and kind of the drawing or the score, as I call them, like there I kind of conceptualize gesture, pose, and score of and often an intervention or performance to come if it happens or not. but the way that I the the way that the drawings are conceptualized but also kind of uh, produced is through semi-figurative and semi-abstract language which i think corresponds to the way that uh, a body understands itself or kind of the pre-verbal or averbal or post-verbal kind of aspects of you know kind of valuing or taking seriously um, what is stored or produced by the body or bodies in interaction
0: do you see the prints or the work in print similarly or is it different because I see the textual approach for example that you have in print too but print needs much more like concept and it has much more layers and like in production you need more time to develop it so where else lies there the difference or to the drawing and the print work that you do?
1: Working with the copper plates is very immediate, right? Like, I mean, there's different layers. Let's say I couldn't work with sight exactly for this project. Also, as the space was in transition, I mean, it's actually really beautiful. I really thought it was great to be kind of in this moment working on this show as the space is transiting or like, let's say, moving. And my work often lives in kind of the transitional spaces. Or that's really what kind of, you know, makes me excited. The body inherently is in constant transition, but also like... uh, yeah, anyhow, I could talk about different layers here, but I think working with copper in itself is very immediate. It demands commitment. Like the second you you scratch into it or you etch it, it's a very material practice. And I think in layers in general anyways, so it was lending itself very well to kind of, I think in conceptual layers and now it's material layers, but really they correspond Seamlessly, I mean, I don't think that it required more conceptualizing or or thinking in advance than the other work I do. What I really love about this process is that it forces you to think in layers that I think are always kind of present in a research, but like this, it kind of forced me or invited me to think them a part of each other and to kind of build up a work in layers. And then of course, it's very historic material to think about the uh, copper prints. Um, and I, I love working with anything that has a overt history.
0: How do you play or how do you employ form and color with print again here for these works that we have? Or how did you do it before? Uh, you have done another series of prints before compared to um, like if you uh, deconstruct for example a score for a performance that you do and what uh, like because the color is in the process imminent but then it has a formal but also a political probably implication so how do you choose those forms and how do you choose also colors if you work with color sometimes?
1: Actually a lot of my work chooses very neutral seeming entry points. Working with body, it's almost secondary in that regards as I think of it as working through sensuality. And color, of course, is very present, immediate, and sensual. I had different exhibitions in the past where I kind of worked through blue or, uh, or looked at uh, gray or, uh, and so on and it's been orange for the past few months. So the entry point is often kind of a formal one. And at the same time, there is the layer of investigating, in this case, the history of orange in Europe, or kind of the cultural production of the color. (coughs) What I really loved about orange is that in the language of print, even to this day, it is called yellow-red, and not necessarily referred to as its own kind of proper name. And so as it is a color of liminality, also in the morning or at the night, like before night rises, they're like in these, like in between breaking times, I thought it was poetic, but also sharp. There's also something about danger with orange, a semi halt, like the orange light. I think of it as like when you're trying to cross the street and orange happens, right? Then it's a moment to catch yourself, make a decision, and then kind of decide for a halt or a motion. And so at the same time, it's also like a very vibrant color, kind of color of glow. And I've been thinking about glow or energy transformation without, or with the risk of going into a semi-esoteric realm here. But yeah, thinking about the traces that are left by a body in a space. Me and Arno, when we worked in in, in uh, Kremin, we intended to kind of use a different technique altogether. And then um, this dust, though, that was possible with with the airbrush that we both hadn't worked with before, it lended itself so perfectly to this notion of glow because the orange layer is in fact also a plate. It is not it is not applied directly on the paper, but it is also printed, and so each time. I move through the plate, right? Like my arm moves across space through the plate. So there is motion kind of like in itself that kind of goes through it. But also the three different prints are somewhat connected through different lines that could be connecting the three different prints.
0: But the dust comes from where? It's the dust from the um, from the airbrush.
1: Yeah, and it's a very thinned out uh, printing ink that Kind of, we thinned out, and then inserted in the airbrush, and then kind of the dust lands on the plate. The lines, like the the through repetition the the kind of lines form a thicker and a thinner layer, but it's like very hard to kind of see that on the plate itself as you just see a kind of a coating. And the more you do it, the more you start to kind of learn how it builds up, but really you only see it in the print. So that's another thing about print that I really love. It like really demands, um, you know, some form of boldness, but also... Uh, um, Commitment, yeah. You just have to commit, like, I mean there's only that much you can control, especially if it's a monoprint in the end, to some degree, which which this is which these are like semi-monoprints.
0: I mean, they are monoprints even though they uh, look very similar, but was this also a conscious choice for you to employ again your body language and to really kind of go with a gesture over to each of the works because normally printing, or not normally, but often printing editions involves just one time the artist doing something or three times, depending on how many colors, and then it gets automatic from them in a way. That's what printing is for. But I mean, you have chosen to do these works as uh, monoprints, like partly because partly is also etchings, was that also important that this kind of body engraving, in a way, is going through each of the work and done always by your hand each time individually, in a way? Or why? Uh, how did that develop? If you can yeah. elaborate.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love the body engraving. That's really beautiful. I mean, it's it, it kind of corresponds to the way I think about a body leaving a trace in a, in a place, right? Which is never the same. And I love to work with slight differences. And so it really was perfect to work with that. Of course, I think something is very touching about the slight differences and opening up to, well, difference and failure and uh, maybe... Uh, it's a hint, it's a hint of difference, it's a hint of failure. And I guess the way I think about gesture is that we exchange so much in speaking with each other. We exchange beyond the verbal, we also exchange gesture. And the gestures are performed and reinscribed, right? And through re-inscription, this is how culture happens, right? It's like we create somewhat understandable gestural language and so the kind of act of executing that kind of on the plates does mirror that kind of um, yeah, interest or care.
0: Thank you Isidora and thank you all for joining us today. If you would like to know more about Isidora L. latest work, I suggest you to visit the artist's website isidora-l.com. For more information on our current show, Staging the Ordinary, please visit our website vfo.ch. We will be also happy to welcome you in our new premises at the Löwenbräu Kunstareal in Zurich and if you tune into our next podcast. Thank you.